the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by Bridgeway Community Church. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How are you today? Guess what day it is. It's Theological Thursday. You ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital on WAVA 105.1 FM out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well, and so glad to be hanging out with you today. Of course, those of you who are on my social media, thanks a lot for tuning in. I'm waving at you right now, giving you my sideways peace sign and saying hi to you on Facebook Live and on uh, YouTube Live. If you want to talk to me there, go ahead and holler at me as well as one another. It's kind of a nice community there on my Facebook page, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. And that's true for all my social media as well. Make sure you follow me and like me and all that other good social media stuff, okay? Now, today is Theological Thursday, and if you're new to my show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays. You can probably say it with me if you're not new Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. That's tomorrow. And guess what, friends? We have a brand new time for our Saturday show. That's right. Our Saturday show now is at 3 p.m. as well. So you get every day for six days straight at 3 p.m. on WAVA uh, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And so our weekend edition is a special edition on Saturdays at 3. So for those of you who are used to the 7 p.m. time now, it's consistent Monday through Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1 FM. Today is Theological Thursday, and today we want to talk about the theology of baptism. You know, we've talked about so many different theological topics. We thought this one would be a good one today. Have you been baptized? When were you baptized? Do you need to be rebaptized? Were you baptized as a baby, as an adult? Uh, did you know what you were doing when you did it? Were you sprinkled, dunked? Did your head go all the way under where you were immersed? Was it in a lake, a river? Was it in a pool? And does it count if it's in a neighborhood pool or a backyard pool? 
Does it need to be in a river, and specifically the Jordan River? And by the way, all those songs about the Jordan River being cold, guess what? I can testify. The Jordan River is definitely cold. I baptized 22 people in Israel and the Jordan River, including uh, my wife. How about that? 888-432-7434. Your questions about baptism. By the way, is baptism necessary? And what kind of baptism is is the correct kind? And what about baptizing children? So there you go. All kinds of angles that we can look at this topic. So feel free to give me a call. We're talking about the theology of water baptism specifically, uh, not spirit baptism for those who might want to go in that direction. Water baptism is what we're talking about today. If you do want to give me a call, my phone number is... 888-432-7434. My lines are now open. Remember the word bridge. That might help you if you're trying to remember all these numbers. 888-43-BRIDGE. My lines are now open. And now let's commit our time to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have called us to yourself. Now give us the wisdom we pray that we need to think about this theological topic of baptism. Thank you for the joy of being able to be baptized in you. For it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Well, of course, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to uh, andersonspeaks.com or EmbraceGracism.com to learn more about me and uh, the different ministries that I'm a part of. Uh, Christian baptism is one of two ordinances that Jesus instituted for the church. So if baptism's one, what do you think the other ordinance is? The Catholic Church may call them sacraments, but uh, what do you think the difference, uh, not the difference, but what do you think the other one is? If one is baptism, what's the other one? All right. Anyway, baptism uh, is really something we've been commanded to do. Jesus said at the end of his time on the earth in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, really 18 through 20, and he gives what we, we call the Great Commission, where he says, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. So these instructions specify that uh, the church is responsible to teach Jesus's word, to make disciples and to baptize those disciples. These things are to be done everywhere all nations it doesn't matter of one's color class or culture and we're supposed to do it all the way to the end of the age so if for some if for no other reason baptism has its its importance because jesus commanded it he commanded us to make disciples and then to baptize them so part of understanding baptism is it is really the first act of obedience you'll remember in acts chapter 8 the ethiopian eunuch and as soon as he understood the scriptures, as soon as he understood the salvation message, uh, immediately uh, he was to be baptized right right then and right there. And, and how powerful is that passage in Acts chapter 8 where uh, that conversation happened uh, between 
you know, the apostle and the Ethiopian uh, eunuch and even asked uh, the question Philip even even asked was, you know, like, what is keeping you basically from from being baptized? Why? Why shouldn't I? You know, and it, it's amazing. It says, uh, why shouldn't I be baptized? <laughs> he says, here's the water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Well, I'm sure many of you know that feeling when you go down in the water and you come up and you are rejoicing because something happened. What happened in the waters of baptism? Well, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to go to my commercial break right now so I can get right back and answer your phone calls, your questions, have conversation with you. I'll learn from you. You'll learn from me. We'll learn from one another. We're talking about water baptism. What do you think about it? 888-432-7434. Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15 plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Waterproofing before the water When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Improve Remodeling, the name that begins with an E and ends with an E. E stands for excellence, and that's exactly what you'll get when you want new windows or doors. Just like Amber and I, we got new windows and doors because we wanted our French door to be a slider so we could let the dogs in and out, and so we called Improved Remodeling. They came to the house, they installed new doors and windows in the kitchen, and they were picture perfect. Call Improved Remodeling today. Here's their number, 240-505-4900. 44. That's Improved Remodeling. Their name begins with an E and it ends with an E. It stands for excellence. If you want to find them online, just go to improveremodeling.com. 
Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text-piration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and that's me. And we're hanging out. It's Theological Thursday. We get to put our thinking caps on and talk theology. Anybody uh, excited about that? I sure am. All right, we're talking about baptism today. And what I want to do is take your phone call. So let me give you the number, and then I'll get started. Are you ready? My phone number is 888-432-7434. Talking about the theology of baptism. Is it necessary? What kind of baptism do you think matters? And by the way, have you been baptized? Um, we're talking about water baptism today, so uh, let me know what you think. I'm going to kick it off with our first caller, Aridia, who's in Bethesda, Maryland. Hello, Miss Aridia. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Hi. I listen to your show every day. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you do. What are you thinking about this topic? Have you been baptized? Yes, I have a question. Yes, I was baptized with a sprinkle of water, but I got the real thing last year. <laughs> the real thing, huh? <laughs> so uh, when, yes. you, when you sprinkled, it just it just hit a couple of spots. You re- you needed the real thing, huh? Right, brother. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. And you can t- you can explain it to me in the air because I know you're a busy guy. Everybody's waiting. Uh, is there such thing as a baptism for the dead? Baptism for the dead. Uh, yes, there is the concept of baptism for the dead that was mentioned in, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 15. I think uh, even the Mormons have taken a hold of that particular right. uh, belief system and passage. We're not quite sure what that means. We do know that in that day, that was kind of a big deal. And so the question, uh, the theological question in that day was if someone has already died, if you can get baptized for them, can they still be, quote unquote, saved or can their life be saved, their soul be saved if I get baptized for dead relatives, which, of course, uh, in our belief system, most likely we would say, listen, as a believer, you don't talk to the dead, you don't. Uh, do anything else for for the dead because they're dead. Once you die, you, you are in your your final state. There's no other thing that can happen once you have died. But what the Apostle Paul was doing was acknowledging that that was a philosophy of the day, uh, pushing us to understand that the true resurrection is the second resurrection, right? And so when we are baptized because we're Christians, when the second resurrection comes, meaning the resurrection of our bodies to God, that's the most important one. And that's that whole passage where he says that which is corruptible will become incorruptible. That which is mortal will become immortal. And uh, in the twinkling of an eye will be changed. His whole point was taking us to that 
climax in First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. Is that helpful? Yeah, it said it, but I, I used to be a mormon in a, ah, in a chance. It, uh-huh. And it, I, I, but it's something bothering me. I don't know how to get over it. I got baptized a lot from the people that died millions of years ago. Sure. And it's something in my heart that I think that I was doing the right thing. It's bothering me every time I pray. It, Sure. Comes to my mind. Well, was I doing the wrong thing? Let me ask you a question. Um, where are you Where are you from originally? Were you born here in the U.S.? No, I am Dominican. Dominican. Did they pra- Did they practice San- Santeria or anything like that there? I know. I came here when I was fourteen years old. I never seen it. No. Okay, so you didn't practice any of the other sort of spiritual uh, rituals mm, that they did. There. No, no. Okay, because no, I know no, they. No, no, no do that in some of those countries, including uh, the uh, island of Puerto Rico. And so there's a lot of that, uh, some of those spiritual, cultural, uh, religious practices. But with regard to the baptism of the dead, you don't have to worry about, even if you did it in the past, you know, just Uh chalk it up to, God, I was ignorant, I didn't know anything uh, then, but I know now that it's not something we do, nor something that we necessarily condone. Forgive me if I did anything wrong, but every curse that has ever happened is, was on the tree for Christ, meaning that you're not cursed in any way. So even if you did baptisms for the dead, you are released from all of those curses when you have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life. Do you understand? Yes, I do. So you are cleansed. You are clean. You are under the you covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. So what you did before then all of that is washed away. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why I say that's why I say I, I did the, the real baptism because I felt just like the man uh, got baptized in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. I felt like I was clean, and that's I, right. To this day, mm-hmm. to this day, I am full of energy, and I'm happy. Yeah. And you so, don't and anyway. you don't need to be baptized again. That is your final baptism, okay? Once you once you gave your life to Christ and once you got baptized and truly surrendered your heart and your life to him, you're done. You don't need to be baptized again, okay? Honey, I am so happy with our Baptist church what I am now that I will I sing for joy every day. Well, praise God, and I'm glad that you uh, called today for that confirmation. You take care, okay, Miss Aridia? Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. God bless Bye-bye. you. You're so welcome. Let's go to Liz, who's in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hi, Miss Liz. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi. I'm pretty good today. The sun's shining. Hey, man, for that. <laughs> yes. What are um, you thinking today? I was, well, I, I, my question is, um, I was baptized when I was 20 years old. Okay. Um, I was under conviction, mm-hmm. and... I was married. I had just gotten married again. My first husband was physically abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was married at like 14, 15 years old. And I walked away from that, and I remarried. And his family were very religious, and they were— I was brought up Pentecostal, okay. and they were uh, free will Baptist. But I felt that I needed to um, commit to the Lord— and I got baptized, and I was baptized in a river. Okay. Okay, so I've been uh, divorced and remarried 15 years later. Okay. So my question is, I asked 
the church that I uh, picked out that I wanted to be rebaptized. Okay. And they kind of, the pastor kind of gave me this look and said, I'll get back to you on that. And <laughs> okay. he never got back on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what's your question? Uh, I would like to be rebaptized because things have been up and down for me spiritually, and I have, you know, backslidden or whatever, not been, you know, the the person that I was when I did get baptized mm-hmm. at 20 years old, and I feel something's missing. Yeah, I can't, I cannot get back where I was right. when I first did that. But you were a Christian when you did get baptized, is that right? That's correct. You knew what you were doing when you got baptized, right? Uh, correct. Okay, so when you fell away from the Lord uh, and you kind of went your own way, uh, now that you're back, you feel like you want to be baptized again to kind of be new again. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, because there's been some things in my life during this period um, over the years uh, that things haven't been right. Mm-hmm. I've done things that God's like, oh, no, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be cursing. You shouldn't right. be getting angry, you know, and I said and said, you know, forgive me and all that. But I just don't feel that I'm really there. Well, I'm, let me just share with you, again, this is my perspective. Other callers may not agree with me or other pastors, but I don't feel like you need to be rebaptized in order to get there. The scripture says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just Mm -hmm. to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what brings us back into fellowship with God, not baptism. Baptism is a one-time act, and it's an outward expression of an inward decision that you made to trust Christ. Once you do that, you have did what uh, God has commanded of you. Now, if you fall away from the faith, then come back by repentance. Repentance doesn't mean rebaptism. Repentance means uh, telling God that you're sorry and then changing the direction of your life and confessing to him what you've done wrong. And then that relationship is like the prodigal son when he came home. You're welcomed right back into the home. So rebaptism shouldn't be used, again, this is my humble opinion, to try mm-hmm. to make you feel spiritually alive again because Baptism doesn't make you spiritually alive. Baptism is a seal. It's a sign. It's a marking. It is a first act of obedience that I'm standing up for Christ and I'm not ashamed of it. It's a sign to the world that I have uh, died to myself, been washed under the water, and raised up for new life. Symbolically, that's what it means from Romans 6. It's as if you laid down into the tomb Uh, and then got washed and then came back up. It's kind of like death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That's what baptism is supposed to symbolize. So if you get rebaptized every time you fall away, so let's say you get rebaptized next week, and then five years from now you fall away from the Lord and you're you're not really walking with Christ again. Then you come back and you're like, I want to be rebaptized again. And then baptism is used then as a act of repentance. Well, yeah. no, it's act, as an act of repentance. And you see, um, baptism is not an act of repentance. Baptism is a sign that you have repented and that you are saying, I want to be marked for Christ. Right, and that you believe that he died on the cross. And That's that. right. That's I don't right. know why I've got this in my head, but I just, for the last 
10 years. I can't seem yep. to get it out that's of my head. That's it bad. might just be that's, the fact that yep. my husband doesn't, he doesn't believe in going to church. And I've got right. this little wedge. Well, yep. You know. Well, what it is, it's it's just bad teaching and, uh, and not understanding what baptism is is really uh, for. You've already done what you were supposed to do with baptism. Now, what you need to do, in my humble opinion, Liz, is to you know, now that you're right with the Lord, get connected uh, to folk in, in the church, get connected to the Word of God, uh, and allow God to renew your spirit because uh, His Spirit lives in you, and it's nothing but the enemy trying to make you feel oh. ashamed and and unworthy and you're not living up to what you're supposed to live up to. God has welcomed you back into the family. Now all you have to do is live it. Correct. Uh, yeah. The devil has his ways to like, Oh no, <laughs> oh, you I can't know. do that. <laughs> oh, you I know. know. But yeah. Okay. Um, Pray for you. Maybe I shouldn't, I should stop focusing on that. Stop focusing you know, on that. Saying, oh, if I can't get rebaptized, I'm not really fully. That's given. right. Nope. Otherwise, the okay. grace of otherwise the grace of God wouldn't be strong enough to to save you from all of your sins. It would be baptism, and baptism doesn't save you. Baptism is exactly. not repentance. Baptism was a one-time uh, identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. You've identified with Him now. Just live like it, okay? Okay. All right. Great. Thank Blessings you so to much. you. I'll be right back, friends. Don't you go anywhere. It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Alan from Fairfax is next. I'll be right back. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Hello, I'm Michael Black, director of the Washington, D.C. site of Lancaster Bible College, Capital Seminary, and Graduate School. Would you like to fulfill God's purpose for your life? If the answer is yes, we want to assist you on that journey. I invite you to explore our programs. They are marketable cost-effective, biblically integrated, and they are a perfect fit for your busy schedule. Get started today by connecting with us at lbc.edu slash dc. I would love to meet you. Alexa can play WAVA-FM and hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. Every weekday afternoon at 4, listen to The Don Crow Show. It's only here on Life-Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. Grace to You with John MacArthur is heard Monday through Friday at 9 on Life-Changing Talk Radio, WAVA. 
right now, people are home with their pets more often. And I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite and in our first stock, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the program. If you're just joining us in the second half of the show, did you hear the good news? On Saturdays now, we're on at 3 p.m. So that's six days a week now at 3 p.m., no longer in the evening at 7. So there you have it. Monday through Saturday, you get Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson at 3 p.m. every single day. And it's a special weekend edition uh, on Saturdays at 3, a little different than the call-in talk that we do uh, Monday through Friday. I sure hope you'll enjoy us on Saturdays right here on this station, WAVA 105.1 FM. Portia White says, I would have loved it if I had been baptized in a river. Well, I baptized 22 people in the Jordan River, including my wife, Amber. Now, she had been baptized before, and I should probably make it clear. It's okay to get baptized again. Just understand what it means and what it doesn't mean. And so the fact that we were in Jerusalem, the fact that we were there and I had 22 people, well, I had maybe 45 people with me, but 22 of them wanted to be baptized, many of them for the first time, many of them for the second time or even more. It's okay to get rebaptized because of the moment and what it means to you. Just understand what it does mean theologically and doesn't mean. But to be able to baptize my own wife in the cold Jordan, you know, I mean, I had to hold her down for a few extra minutes to get all that sin out. But and then I had to dunk her that second time. You know, it, was, it was a terrible thing. We have to talk about it some other time. But anyway, <laughs> he got it done. Oh, Lord, I hope you ain't listening to Aaron. But I love you and I'm lying. All right. 888-432-7434. Got my man, Alan, on the line from Fairfax, Virginia. How's it going, Alan? I'm doing well, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, friend. Thanks for hanging with me today. What are you thinking? Yeah, I got a couple comments. Um, I was going to ask a question, but you already answered it for me. Oh, okay. Uh, Which one was it? In regard, uh, just about getting baptized again. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, Host regeneration, and uh, I, I think you answered that soundly. Gotcha. Um, Thanks. Uh, just a comment on your last caller. Uh, you know, that's, that's such a tough place for any Christian to be when they're out of fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could I could think about when she was speaking was that old hymn, the line from the old hymn, uh, "What needless pain we bear, all mm-hmm. because we do not carry everything to God, God in prayer." prayer. Mm. Yeah. So I just encourage her to do that. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so on on the topic, back to the topic. Uh, my comment is, uh, I, I 
essentially I believe that water baptism is essentially dead if it does not follow spirit baptism um, or regeneration, me- yeah. meaning um, it's it's an empty it's an empty confession of faith. It's not a confession of faith through grace or faith by grace. That's right. Um, yeah, and and I think Pastor Jack Hibbs made a, uh, a pretty good comment a while ago about what it actually, um, or one of the meanings of, of what that baptism is. He made a comment, I'd like to get your opinion, that it's almost a, like a branding, if you will, uh, that we are God's people, that we are, yeah. we are, uh, yeah, that we are his. That's right. In the same way, in the same way that those who make an image to the beast in Revelation are essentially uh, offering a public confession of their faith to a false god, and um, I, I just was interested in what your take on that that comment is. Well, you know, uh, thank you, Alan. It may, it you could compare it to the mark of the beast. I would not, but where I would say it is a marking, it'd be much more like uh, the circumcision from the Old Testament Jews. They were marked in a way that said, we are God's children. Baptism is that kind of a marking that says, I do stand uh, apart and separate. I am not ashamed of Jesus Christ. It is a branding, if you will. Um, so, you know, to, I guess, compare it to the to the mark of the beast, I suppose you could say that. So the secular people, mark of the beast, the Jewish people, circumcision of the Old Testament, and Christian people, uh, uh, baptism, I suppose you could you could say that. But I definitely do believe the first point that you made, and that is baptism is empty if you don't uh, trust Christ as your Lord and Savior and have truly been uh, regenerated, meaning that the Spirit has given you new life, you from death to life. You know, and so sure. I totally agree with that, my friend. Dr. Anderson, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Hey, have a blessed afternoon. Thanks for hanging with me. As soon as I get back, uh, Tony and Yvonne and Yael, I'm coming to you, so don't go anywhere. I still have two lines open. If you want to grab them, we'll get you in before the end of the show. My number is 888-432-7434. Jesus says go. Make disciples and uh, teach them and make sure that you baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a part of the Great Commission. I sure hope that you have been. And if you haven't, talk to me about it. I'll be right back. We all want to get back to normal. And getting the COVID-19 vaccine puts us closer to that goal. Getting vaccinated is a critical step towards reducing the impact COVID-19 has on our family, friends, and neighbors. Did you know hundreds of thousands of Prince Georgians have received at least the first dose? This is huge, and we need your help to continue fighting the virus by getting vaccinated. Vaccinations are now available at Prince George's County operated COVID-19 clinics for individuals 12 and older who live or work in the county. Eligible individuals and, uh, teach do not them and make sure that you baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a part of the Great Commission. I sure hope that you have been. And if you haven't, talk to me about it. I'll be right back. Protected. Visit mypgc.us forward slash COVID vaccine to learn more. Happiness is closer than you think. 
My listeners already know I believe in professional counseling, and I'm happy to tell you how you can get outstanding counseling right at home, at work, or wherever you feel most comfortable. It's easy with eHome Counseling. You can get an outstanding counselor via video. It's convenient, confidential, and flexible. You know, sometimes life is hard, but eHome Counseling will help you. They'll help you through your struggles of depression, anxiety, addiction, or PTSD. eHome Counseling can help, and they take major insurance. So give them a call at 833-40-E-HOME. That's 833-40-E-HOME. Or catch them online, ehomegroup.com. That's ehomegroup.com. Happiness is closer than you think. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you um, very much, and it's good. It's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's just give us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's just amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation is not just a phrase, it's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Maybe you need new windows or new doors. Call who Amber and I called Improve Remodeling. They spell improve with an E. Check them out. Improve Remodeling or give them a call directly. 240-505-4944. That's 240-505-4944. Check them out. Our windows and doors look great. We had French doors and we turned them into sliders. And it looks just wonderful, as well as the kitchen windows, too. So check it out. They can help you if you're in my listening area. Their number, again, at Improved Remodeling is 240-505-4944. Let's go to Yvonne in Odington, Maryland. Hello, Yvonne. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Oh, always. Um, it's so funny because when I hear the different baptism stories and um, how many times they were baptized, mm-hmm. I have been baptized as, I think, Pentecostal, <laughs> non-denominational, <laughs> you know, 
I um, graduated from the school of ministry as a pastor teacher. Mm-hmm. They was like, okay, we got to make sure that you was um, baptized. Uh-huh. Name, I was baptized again. I said, oh my God. And I said, come on now. You know, if you're baptized, you're baptized. Exactly. A lot of denominations will uh, will require it, and some churches will even say your salvation is not real unless you're baptized in their church, like the Church of Christ. And uh, people come mm-hmm. to us from the Church of Christ, you know, maybe the Boston Church of Christ or the Chicago Church of Christ, who believe, you know, you have to be baptized in their church or it doesn't it, it doesn't count in their denomination, which exactly. is not true, so by the way. Of, I know that's part that was part of our requirement, you know, yeah. that we had to be baptized in Jesus' name. So I was like, mm. okay. That's fine. But for me, the baptism, yes, it is an outward, you know, speech that speaks for you, you know, that I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. yeah. And that you are now, when you go down in the water, you know, it's kind of washing you from your past life and you're mm-hmm. coming up as a new a new creature in Christ yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And any birth that takes place, you know, starts with the water being broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so this, right. is a, this is a new birth for you. This is a new life for you. That's right. But what I find that people have problems with and the churches don't teach is after you are baptized, you are a babe in Christ. Just yeah. like you see a baby go through its um, stages so it can walk on its own and eat, That's it, right. eat itself. People don't teach that. They don't right. teach that you need to learn how to think differently. You know, yeah. with the renewing of the mind, you got to get rid of old thoughts. You got to yeah. get rid of old habits. You know, and yeah. if people was to think, was taught that right after baptism, there would be less back, backsliding. Right, right. Well, and also it's something that should be done as soon as someone's saved. What happens a lot of times is we don't teach people to be baptized as soon as they're saved. So then they've been saved for 10 years and finally they decide to get baptized. And so, you know, but you have it right. You should, as soon as you become a new believer, you're born again. That's when you should be baptized. And it does say go and uh, make disciples of all nations. So that is teaching and observing. uh, So they observe the and obey the word of God. So that is the growth process teaching the word and growing God's little children up into mature adults, right? Exactly. And for the woman that was um, concerned about her husband, I'm not going to say he's unbelieving, but Mm -hmm. um, 1 Corinthians 7.14 says, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have to worry about them because once you're married, you become one one body, one flesh, you know? And as long as she's living right and she's praying to God, don't worry about him. Eventually he's going to come. Well, and thank you for saying that, uh, Yvonne. I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you from Odington, okay? Um, you know, 25% of the baptisms in the Scripture, families were baptized, you know, and so uh, uh, like the jailer and his family, it, which means that probably children were baptized as well. So I think it's okay for children to be baptized. You just got to know that you've given your life over to Christ. And I think in that day, the, uh, the father would make a decision. We are a Christian family. And as for me and I, my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're all coming, becoming Christians and we're all getting baptized. And so in a sense, it could have been a decision the father makes for that whole household, which I think is kind of cool. But still, I think kids, even if they're seven or eight or 10, have to make a decision for themselves to trust Christ. But 
can a whole family be baptized? Can you treat your whole family as if everybody's Christian? Yeah, of course you can. As for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. Even if you're acting a fool, even if you haven't given your life to Christ, even if you're out there doing drugs or whatever, the bottom line is as for me and my house, under my headship, under my covering, of, under our leadership as parents, we are a Christian home that serves the Lord. Even if the people in the home are not serving the Lord the way they should, you are sanctifying that home. You're setting apart that home. Now, that doesn't mean that they may be individually sanctified, um, but there's some stuff that's not going to happen in your home because you've set the rules. If you want to do that mess, you got to go outside this house and do it. You're not doing it in here. You see what, see what that does? So um, the idea of being sanctified for your husband, for your wife, or for your children, understand that one in four baptisms in the Scripture, actually the whole family uh, was being baptized. I know that just opened a can of worms there, but it's something be, to be thinking about. All right, I promised to go to Tony and Yael, so I'll go there. I still have a few lines open if you want to slide in really quickly before the end of the show. Now would be the time to do it before we close the phone lines. Tony's in Woodbridge, Virginia. Let's go there. Hey, Tony, thanks for holding on. How you doing? All right, what's going on, Dr. David Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. All right. God bless you. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, I got another pad here because I can imagine when you kept Duncan Amber uh, she was looking at you. <laughs> I said, Lord, oh, man, I'm yeah. just, I'm just playing. You know, that girl come I up, know, she'll know, come out that water that. and, and uh, uh, no. handle me before you know it. I'm going to need to be baptized. She'd have to lay hands on you. Uh, exactly. You got it right. You know. Hey, you but, know. but on the baptism, uh, and I thought someone was going to say, and you guys basically explained it. Uh, you know, Scripture has a dual meaning. Yeah. It has a practical and a spiritual meaning. Right. And the Ethiopian eunuch, that was a practical, and that's the physical baptism. As you mentioned, we identify with Christ, the, the burial right. and resurrection of Christ. Uh, but also in that Matthew part, it's that, it's that spiritual meaning. And that word baptism, baptizo, mm -hmm. coming from the Greek, was just to mean thoroughly immersed, yeah. to be thoroughly immersed. Yep. And so in that piece, when we're, when we're baptizing someone in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that's the church's responsibility at that point uh, to teach them about who God is, who Jesus is, right. who the Holy Spirit is, and thoroughly, thoroughly immerse them in the knowledge of God and his goodness, and thoroughly immerse uh, those who have been baptized, not only those who have been baptized, everyone yeah. in the name yeah. of the Father, Son, so and the Holy, Holy Ghost. Yeah. And the spiritual the spiritual part, God take over to open up their eyes, That's uh, right. remove the scales from their eyes, and open up their mind to understand who he is. Right. So at one part where the guy was saying as far as baptism is, is, is no good or something like that, and I think you kind of agree. I agree yeah. with you in a sense because it's like faith without works exactly. only exactly. is dead. You know, yeah. so I agree with that. But I think, too, that that baptism, for one to come up and be baptized, it could be almost like that seed being planted, you know, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and someone else coming along and watering it a little bit later. Like like yeah. you said, that alone will not save you. Because the Bible says baptism alone does not save you. That's right. But That's I think right. it's that seed planted within somebody to even want to come to be baptized. That's baptized. right. And I think God will take that thing over. I don't know when. Yeah. But so he I will. Think that seed is germinating at that there point. There you go. That's, you know? a, that's a and good that's word there, And that's where the church's responsibility at that point is to thoroughly teach them. And the problem is, is teaching them beforehand before that's they it. get baptized, really. Exactly. Well, you know, yeah, that's no, one of so the reasons why we do baptism classes. By the way, I'm going to let you go, Tony. That's one of the reasons we do baptism classes at our church, just to help people understand what does this mean and what doesn't it mean. Hey, listen, let me see if I can get Yael before this break really quickly. Hey, Yael, how are you, sister? I 
I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, you got about 30 seconds before we go to a break. Tell me what you're thinking. I was thinking uh, pretty much what you guys are saying is a state, but one of the things that I wanted to add is, is baptism also is our obedience to the Lord because That's he right. said it. You know, he said it. And one thing, if I add, that would be it. That's when right. When we do, it's an obedience to him as well. Amen. Thank you, Yael. Our first act of obedience really is baptism. Once we get saved, we should get baptized. But whenever you do it, make sure you do it out of obedience right away. We'll be right back. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. We are at a great moment of disclosure within the American conservative movement. The catalyst for this moment is the law on abortion that recently went into effect in Texas. It's a law that basically outlaws abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. The passing of this law has revealed things we had not seen so clearly before. Key voices who have over the years claimed a conservative and pro-life identity now argue that the pro-life movement has gone too far in seeking to use the law to prevent an actual abortion. The rest of us thought that that was at least in part what the pro-life movement was actually about and willing to do. Let me just say this bluntly. A person is not morally serious about something like the sanctity of human life until and unless they are willing to use the power of the law in order to preserve unborn human life. The Texas law may be controversial. It may actually be inelegant. But the law is crucially important, especially for those of us who really believe the defense of human life is what is at stake. I'm Albert Moley. But I want you to notice, Daniel worked for people who didn't serve God. And it's not really, it's important what we do for a living that makes our work either sacred or secular, but it's who we do it for that makes all the difference. Colossians 3 and 23 says this, and whatever you do, whatever your job, whatever you do, whatever you put your hand to, do it heartily as to who? The Lord and not to men. So ultimately at your job, you're not walking for your boss. You're working for God. You see, the problem with Moses, when he killed that man, he looked around to see if anyone was watching, but he forgot to look up. And many of us go to work, and we're, we're, we're making sure certain people are watching and certain people aren't watching when we do certain things. But we need to remember to look up. So you don't have to work for a church to work for the Lord. For more content like this, be sure to follow Grace Church VATV on YouTube.com. That's Grace Church VA TV. And as always, live big. Coming up on Insight for Living from Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll. How gracious God has been not to give us what we deserve. Why? Because God is patient. He patiently waits to carry out his plan. He waits for us to change. This subject and others when our study in the book of Matthew continues on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Weekdays at 2.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. on WAVA. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. 
because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Will you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com. And thank you for all your generous support. Right back to the phone lines. I've got Mike who's on the road in Maryland. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, good, Doc. I know you're running out of time, so I'll get right to it. You're a third caller, the double baptism person. Yeah. Um, it might sound like a shameless plug, but... Hey, if she wants baptized, I'd be happy to help her out. Come on down to Lansdowne Christian Church at 10 o'clock, and as long as we're not talking an immersion, I need a little bit of time to fill the pool up for that baby. But uh, I'll baptize you. Well, there you have it. Mike said he'll baptize you. There you go, Lansdowne Church. Got you. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Shifra, you're my final caller in Annandale, Virginia. How you doing? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I love this pocket. I'm going to make it really quick because I know you got to go. I no have worries. a question that's like wrapped in two questions. Okay. So if a person is, had a background in not being a believer like us, mm-hmm. and they weren't, you know, indoctrinated in the Messiah and the God of Israel, mm-hmm. should they get baptized? Because there's a lot of controversy going on about certain people that grew up under Islam or they're Orthodox Jewish, should they really sure. get baptized so they understand what yeah. they're doing? If somebody comes from a different religion, they need to be baptized as a Christian because they're saying, once they're a Christian, they're saying, I stand up for Christ alone, not any other Christian, I mean, not any other faith. I, you know, I'm not Muslim, I'm not Hindu, uh, I'm not right. atheist, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and that's why I'm being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or in Jesus' name. I am marking myself as a believer, and that baptism really does symbolize the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, good question. Okay, Shifra? Thank you. And it doesn't have to be in the Jordan River, right? It doesn't have to be. <laughs> Otherwise, we all have to make that pilgrimage back to to the uh, spiritual motherland. So, thank God you can do it in the pool if you want to, okay? <laughs> thank you, Dr. Anderson. God bless you. God bless you, Shifra. Uh, Sylvia Maynard says, can churches require a baptism by them no matter when and where your previous baptisms took place? Yes, they can. It doesn't mean you have to fulfill the requirement. You can always go to a different church. They should recognize your baptism as a believer wherever you were. Now, again, if it was not as a believer or if it was in another religion or another cult or something like that, then those baptisms do not count. Okay, you've got to be a believer who gave your life over to Jesus Christ, then get baptized. Um, And so, you know, we would require that to be a partner at our church. Now, not to be a servant, not to be an attender, not to be someone who considers Bridgeway your home. You don't have to be. But if you want to be a partner, uh, we want to make sure that you've given your life to Christ. You're over, you know, uh, 18. You can tell your testimony. Uh, and that you were baptized as a believer, but we recognize believer's baptism regardless of whose church, at what time period in your life, as long as you were a believer and you got baptized, it counts. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have this uh, outward human way of showing people that we are marked for you, 
and uh, by you. And we just pray that if those who don't know Jesus uh, uh, haven't prayed to re invite you, that today, right now, they'd pray and invite you into their life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Help your children. Brighten up your home with three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.